0: The more that we could be pushing that on the business side to say beyond revenue and profitability, what is the quality metric? What is the well-being metric? Obviously employee engagement, many companies measure. Are we measuring the investments in learning that we're putting out there for our people? Even if they are people that end up leaving, if we're improving the future employability of a workforce. Surely that's a good business and society metrics. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation, because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. Good experience
1: pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi everyone, it's Ben Eubanks, your host, and I am really glad that you're here. I hope the teaser for the episode today got you thinking. I'm so excited because I get a chance to talk to Bashan Sethi from PwC about some of the things that he's seeing in the broader markets. He's an HR leader. He's a a big thinker, and he'll bring in some different ideas and things from both inside and outside our bubble as people leaders to help us think about what's going on in the bigger space and how we can adapt and change. And one of the biggest concepts, listen for this as we're going through the conversation, because one of the biggest concepts that he mentions is this idea that we should be making no regrets changes. no regrets changes and investments in the work we're doing. Essentially, that comes down to, we make decisions occasionally and we wonder, was that the right thing? And there are times when we can make decisions and regardless of what happens long-term, we are glad we made that choice because it's gonna to lead to better outcomes for the people involved in it. So it's gonna be a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Before we dive into the discussion, here is a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is supported by Workplace from Meta. You know, Everybody's talking about the metaverse these days, right? But Workplace from Meta is different. The clue is in the name. Workplace is a business communication tool. It uses features like instant messaging, video calls to help people share information on a day-to-day basis. Think Facebook, but for your company. It's part of Meta's vision for the future of work, a future in which your job isn't just something you do, but something that you truly experience, a future in which we'll feel more present, all together, connected, and productive. Start your journey into the future of work at workplace.com slash future. That's workplace.com slash future. And now let's jump into the conversation with Bushan Sethi for today's episode. I'm so excited to have you with us and looking forward to another great conversation here. We're going to be talking about The things that we should be prioritizing right now. We're going to talk about some of the things that your business leaders may need from you. You may need you to step up. They may need you to to speak up. And so we're going to dive into all those kind of fun things in this discussion. And I am so excited to have my my friend here, Bhushan from PwC. We're going to dive into this conversation. And I'm ready to take notes myself. I'm so ready to learn from this. So welcome, sir. Glad to have you.
0: Yeah. Good to see you again, Ben. The last time you and I saw each other was at a conference in Bermuda. So hopefully the next time we'll see each other will be in person.
1: Yes, that would be a tremendous treat for sure. It's, it doesn't have to be somewhere as nice as Bermuda. I'll take anywhere, but I've been getting back out a little bit and I bet you have as well. And it's been nice to see people face-to-face again. All right, before we get into some of the fun stuff that I'd love to 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 grill you with, frankly, I think the questions I want answers to, would you be so kind to take a minute and tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do before we do that, please?
0: Sure. I lead our global people and organization practice here at the firm, which means I work with Lots of different companies on really the intersection between strategy and workforce. So, you know, helping business leaders through workforce topics like organizational restructuring and culture and incentives and future of work type topics. I also work with hr leaders on some of those same topics as they work, work with business leaders i'm also have also started teaching since we met ben i started teaching at nyu stern so i'm a drunk professor there and i also spend some time in my global role policy work with with the world economic forum and the g20 stuff as well so i've i think that's super important especially at my uh, stage of life and tenure to actually start giving back from not just the business side but also a lot of what we do in the people space does impact policy and policymakers, whether it's reskilling, good jobs, safety in the workplace, and so that's what I spend my time. And I have, and I live in New York City, and I have a fading British accent, but I've been here for twenty years and I grew up.
1: You say a fading or a failing accent? There, fading, that's, fading. I've never heard someone say that before, but I love that. That's so great. Okay. <laughs> so one of the things I want to ask you about is. In addition to all the things you just mentioned, you also spend a significant amount of time writing and sharing your ideas and again, doing a lot of giving back to the community. And so one of the things I love to hear from you is I saw a piece recently that you had written talking about the big CEO study that PwC does and talking about some of the findings in there. It was super fascinating. I'll try to make sure and drop a link in the notes, everybody, while you're listening here, try to drop a link in the notes so you can go check that out if you want to read more on that. One thing that stood out to me in that is that about one in three CEOs said that part of their own compensation, their incentives, things like that, are tied to people-related metrics. And I just love to get your take on that. What does that mean for HR's relationship with leadership? And are there any kind of things we can take from that that finding there?
0: Yeah, it, it's potentially not enough. One in three means two in three is actually not. Yeah. And so the interesting um, piece around that data point is we really asked the question because we hear a lot about stakeholder capitalism and that we care about and we value different things. It's not just about analysts and financial outcomes. It's about customers and employees, et cetera. And about obviously increasingly things like climate. So we really put that question to test. So we said, to what extent is your business measuring things differently? And as you said, it was actually 60% actually said, we care about Employee engagement, people type metrics. 70% said they care about customer type metrics. Something like 40% said they care about kind of ESG type metrics at the business level. We then asked that same question to say, which of these do you embed in your executive scorecards and put compensation at risk for? And then the numbers plummeted. And so for people, it was one in three. For climate, it was even less. For customers, a little bit more. And so what that really tells us is, The balance, if we really want to change how work gets done, and if we've learned anything through the pandemic, Ben, about well-being and the importance of safety and the importance of kind of giving people the currency of time and also giving people time to invest in their own learning and all of those important aspects that have driven the great resignation and also driven kind of a lot of inequity in our society and polarization in the workplace. If we want to value things differently, all of the other measures around climate and customer and people have to be embedded in the executive scorecard. So it's a good thing that we're talking about and the, the business level are looking at those different measures. But as this stuff takes a bunch of time and until you actually change how executives are compensated, we won't make some of the changes that we we should be making and that everyone has been talking about. I know you and I have been talking about for probably the best part of 40 years between us. When I saw the
1: number, I had the same thought that you did. Uh, hey, somebody is, I'm at, we'll call that a small victory, but at the same time for everyone that to essentially two aren't, where the numbers actually were there, it's, there's the bigger population is not yet doing that. And so I'm thinking for those that are doing it, let's, let us sincerely hope that they start telling their stories and they, we start highlighting them and seeing the outcomes of doing that. Because the more that happens, the more likely we'll be able to leverage and lever our own leaders to, to start following that practice, that to start adopting that. Cause as you said, changing human behavior is hard. We've made a living trying to help people do that better. And all the the things that are wrapped into that, but there's, there's an opportunity there to really make that a priority. If you say you care about your people, it's very easy to say that, as you said, that the numbers, when they initially said, yes, it's important, are you doing it? No, you know, I, mean, I won't meet your eye. I won't meet your gaze at that point. And it's a human thing,
0: honestly. Yeah. Do that and I would say the more that HR professionals through processes that we own, like performance management, or at least the custodians of can push it through that angle to say, we know that we've got to measure the what and the how through performance measurement, through the kind of the annual goals setting at the individual level, maybe the team level. But to what extent can we actually push the concept of a balanced scorecard, which is hardly a new concept. It's older than many people who first came out in 1992 and um, the balanced scorecard concept. The more that we could be pushing that on the business side to say, Beyond revenue and profitability, what is the quality metric? What is the well being metric? Obviously, employee engagement, many companies measure. Are we measuring the investments in learning that we're putting out there for our people? Even if they are people that end up leaving us, if we're improving the future employability of a workforce, surely that's a good business and a society metric. So, the more HR could be pushing. The business and finance and technology around the top-down balance scorecards. I think we we could be in a better place. Will we'll, some of this has to be regulatory driven? Some of this has to be driven out of a crisis. I think the people measures, the, the measures around well-being and quality jobs are hopefully and safety are, are probably here to stay. But there'll be some others that it'll take it'll take some time for some of these ESG metrics to go mainstream unless we have significant kind of regulatory compliance changes.
1: We'll be right back to we Human in just a moment. Workplace is a business communication tool from Meta. Think Facebook, but for your company. It's part of Meta's vision for the future of work, a future in which we all feel more present, connected, and productive every day. Start your journey into the future of work at workplace.com future. That's workplace.com future. And now back to our conversation with Boushan Sethi from PwC. One of the things that you, you talked about a couple of different areas there that we, we have the opportunity to influence. We don't control many of them, but we have the opportunity to influence in a lot of areas. And so I wanted to ask you, because I saw in a recent interview where you covered this entire, this spectrum of different things that we could be putting our hands to in terms of focus and attention and effort and transparency from an organizational perspective, pay equality, employee training, like you were talking about upskilling people, we have all these different. Buttons we can push, right? Trying to make an impact, trying to serve our people well, but also serve the business at the same time. I'd love to hear from you. There's such a laundry list and it's easy to get overwhelmed by how many things we could be focusing on any suggestions or encouragement for the audience listening in
0: on things they should be prioritizing right now. So whether, whether it's HR professionals for the HR function or at pushing the business, but the old adage in times of uncertainty and especially in times of crisis, like focus on what you can control from a business context. That's super important. So if your company can invest in reskilling people and lifting the general level of acumen on climate and the extent that climate impacts your business and your products and and your ways of working and your individual carbon footprint and behaviours. That's really important on a business level and a societal level, just like many firms have invested in digital upskilling for their people, probably more for their knowledge workers and less for the essential workers, but the firms have done that. Managers have had training when they've become managers. A lot of that management fundamental training now needs to be retaught because the concept of how to have difficult conversations, how to give and receipt feedback, managers are having to do that in a very important way, building trust in a hybrid environment in an inclusive way. And so the more that you can have some of these no regrets moves, things you can control, whether it be training for your organization, whether it be changing work schedules so that you can give people back more the currency of time, looking at your incentive models to say, are they balanced enough? So that's really where it's coming from to say, where can HR professionals push the business to say in times of uncertainty, people will remember these things that you do, having a clear narrative on how you're dealing with uncertainty, with rising inflation and interest rates and, and how your revenue model might change and what that might mean in terms of potential layoffs. And how do you make those in a humane way with dignity to the extent you can, or can you protect jobs? So that was really the the concept behind it. Focus on what you can control, have HR be the conscious and pushing the business to say, Let's invest in our people. It's the right thing for our business. People will be more productive. They'll have long memories. If we hit it, if we hit a downturn, we're going to hit an upturn at some point. And it's an important point in terms of reputation for especially for those consumer brands and those where employees are also customers.
1: Yes. Yes. But I love that concept of you, I think you said no regrets, making no regrets changes there. I think that's a phenomenal way of looking at this because there are some where we're we're not sure. Is there a payoff? Is there a payback? Is there a but there are some others you are like, regardless of what the outcome is here, we are going to make this decision and we will, we will make it again tomorrow if we could. I think that's a really impressive and powerful way to put that because for the leaders out there trying to decide, there are times where you have to make a decision and you're thinking, oh, what does this mean for my job if it goes sideways? What does this mean for the future of our company? Is this going to, hey, you know what, in some of those cases, even if this doesn't pay us back immediately and we see the media returns and everyone's, you know, cheering our name on the streets our people are going to be better off and their families are going to be better off because we made that decision. That's a that's an incredible place to be. Wonderful. Okay. for The last thing I want to ask you is one of the key things we do here at HR Summer School is we try to not just educate the entire population of amazing HR leaders out there, but also to give them some encouragement, some inspiration. And you get the opportunity to meet with and talk with so many different companies and see all these amazing things. And I was hoping if you have any words of encouragement or inspiration for the other leaders out there that are, honestly, they faced some of the, probably the toughest times that HR has ever faced in the entire history of the workforce in the last couple of years. And so they're, the data coming out are saying, hey, burnout's high, but among HR leaders, it's, it's even higher than average in some cases. And so I was hoping you could give them some words of encouragement or inspiration for what's next. And uh, that way they, they have the energy to go do it.
0: Lots. Yeah. So, so I would personalize this to say like, why is it we do what we do? Why I do what I do and I'm in a privileged position working in a large organization with lots of different clients and I have time to invest in, in learning and giving back. Like why I do what I do is because I want to be helpful through my talent, my time and my ability to help companies make their workforces a better way, a, tr- a better place, a trusted place, better for their business, better for society the more that you can remember why we do what we do. So if you're an HR professional in an industry, what you know is it because you're trying to represent the voice of the employee? Is it because you're trying to drive more equity um, in your organization? There's nothing wrong with you waking up to say, what I want to do is actually serve our business better so it can improve its profits and our customers because we need that to fund what, what I was describing around equity and good jobs and, and quality outcomes. So the more that we can remember like, Why is it you wake up every day from a professional sense doing what you do? And if it's to support people, improve business, drive out, bring some of your experience to your organization or to other organizations, if you do pro bono work or work in your community. So I would just always go back to why you do what you do and you don't really go far wrong there. And the more that you can encourage your business leaders to get, go from like, why is it we do what we do? What's inspiring about the bank and the fact that we can create economic opportunities for our customers? What is the the fabulous opportunity if you work in tech that you can actually connect the world and bring kind of information? If you're in manufacturing, you bring products that delight people. And so just connecting back to like, why is it you do what you do and how you can encourage the business? Because that's the important stuff. Everyone's frustrated and and burnt out and challenged. And we have so much polarization in our society, Ben, but if you focus on, if you focus on that, you'll remember that there's a ton of value that you can add on the HR side, whether you're in HR or if you're a business person taking on the people issues for your function.
1: I love that stuff. That's
0: incredible. I was like, that's a master class in finding your purpose and your why essentially like right there, that's that one answer. And it may be different for different people and that's totally okay. I don't think there's one way. It doesn't have to be solving, you know, world hunger. It could be something like, I want economic security for my family. I want my kids to be well-educated and that's why I do what I do. It could be many different things. Yes, And I do think HR professionals, Ben, are in a prime position now. You and I have been doing this for a while. This is the time where every conversation I have with a business leader comes back to my leadership are not ready. We don't know how to be inclusive leaders. We don't know how to build trust in a hybrid environment. What about the inequity of the people who don't come into the office as often? What does this do to my DEI agenda? They're all people issues and they all impact our clients' ability to grow and to be in business and to innovate. And so the more that we can do what we've been trying to do for years to connect kind of business and people issues and be that strategic partner, I think that the moment is now. I think there is a Despite some of the stats are probably better than they were in years past, there's a big opportunity.
1: So, if everyone else has enjoyed this as much as I have, what is the best way for them to follow you
0: or connect with you? You could follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter. We could include that in the show notes. Um, you know, check out some of the the thought leadership that we've issued at PwC in the research. But I'd also just say that there's a lot of there's a lot of good research out there on these topics. The more people can stay current and engage in the debate. This isn't just about sending out research. There's a ton of great research from lots of different firms and and people. I would just say, try and consume it and engage in the debate. And the more we can try and address some of these big problems together, I think that's why I participate in things like this, because I think the collective brain is so much more stronger than the individual.
1: All of us are smarter than any one of us. That's an easy way to think. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for joining us. I appreciate your time and your expertise and your passion for what you're doing. It's incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanshow.com.